Gone are the days of knights and chivalry, and yet that hasn't changed God's vision of you as a man of valor. Today, pornography is a simple mouse click away, and sexual addiction is at an epidemic level. Dr. Mark Laser is an internationally known author and speaker, the leading Christian authority on sexual addiction, and the host of Faithful and True's online radio production, The Men of Valor Program. Here now is Dr. Mark Laser. Welcome to the Men of Valor Program. Uh, we are continuing our series again today on Psalms and Proverbs. We haven't got to too much with Proverbs yet. And the theme of the day's, today's show is an indication perhaps of why. Maybe there's a, a kind of a setup to this story. And that is that uh, over the years, the last few years, I've had uh, one female client. I, I generally have a boundary that I don't work with women for obvious reasons, you know, as a recovering sex addict. But I do have one client, and she happens to be a nun, and she's in her mid-70s, and uh, her mother superior absolutely begged me to work with her. And uh, without getting into the uh, details of her story, except to say that she qualifies to be here at our ministry, I occasionally ask her, uh, you know, questions about her spiritual life and her meditation life and... uh, Today we got into talking about uh, what the Catholics call the ordinary, and the ordinary is a uh, a daily theme with uh, scriptures attached to it from uh, the Psalms, the Gospels, and uh, Paul's letters. And today's ordinary, she was saying, November 15th is when we're recording this, was about uh, thankfulness and uh, gratitude. So... Uh, that got me thinking about that, and then uh, I went to one of my, you know, Bible study tools and uh, came across uh, something uh, that I had forgotten. That Psalm 118 is uh, generally about giving thanks to the Lord. So uh, that's what we're going to get into, and uh, I think the general theme, uh, as we sometimes say, is uh, for our clients and for the people that we teach to. Uh, is how to develop an attitude of gratitude. Yeah, I think we're both big fans of that, Mark. And uh, we we see the very positive results that you get when when you take the time to have an attitude of gratitude. Uh, I think that this subject is really a, a timely one, too, because there is so much for all of us to be thankful for. And things just seem to go smoother when when you adapt such an attitude. Yeah, that's right. Well, going back to the comparison of Psalms and Proverbs, uh, the Proverbs are obviously about wisdom. Uh, the Psalms are a little bit more general than that. Uh, the word thanks is not mentioned once in the book of Proverbs, but it is mentioned 26 times or 26 different Psalms, you know, contain the word thanks in them. And I think uh, I was just thinking about this in terms of uh, church music, and I think people will recognize this verse, verse 1 of Psalm 118. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. Does that not sound like a popular song? It is. I'm singing it now in my head. So let me just read a little bit farther, and then there's a couple of other Uh, verses that we should mention here. Verse 2, let Israel say his love endures forever. Let the house of Aaron say his love endures forever. Let those who fear the Lord say his love endures forever. In my anguish, I cried to the Lord and he answered by setting me free. The Lord is with me. I will not be afraid. What can man do to me? The Lord is with me. 
He is my helper. I will look in triumph on my enemies. We could read a lot more of this, but let's uh, go down to verse 13. I was pushed back and about to fall. And I'm just wondering, by the way, as I'm reading this, these verses, are any of our listeners kind of relating to this? Uh, I was pushed back and about to fall. So now I'm talking about recovery and uh, the fact that we're trying to stay sober. And uh, part of the theme of a psalm like this is that the enemy is around us trying to get us to fail. And uh, uh, at every point when we call upon the Lord, uh, we give him thanks because he is helping me. While Satan wants us to fall. That's right. That's right. So verse 13 says, I was pushed back and about to fall, but the Lord helped me. The Lord is my strength and my song. He has become my salvation. And then we move down to verse uh, 21. I will give you thanks for you answered me. You have become my salvation. That's really all we need to read. I mean, it's kind of the theme of the psalm is that we are to give thanks to the Lord all the time. And uh, we should be people who are developing, I think, an attitude of gratitude or an attitude of thankfulness. So, Well, and I think uh, what you're doing here today, and, and it's a and it's a great theme, is inviting our listeners to take out their Bible and look up Psalm 118. Right. Uh, because mm-hmm. uh, just uh, glancing at it, you came up with verses 1, 13, 21, 24, 27, 28, 29. It is loaded with, uh, with thankfulness. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, verse 24, this is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. So... We talk all the time in recovery about living one day at a time. And as we look at this day, let us rejoice and be glad in it. And, you know, that's kind of the way we begin to shape our attitude even in the early in the early morning. O Lord, save us. O Lord, grant us success. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord from the house of the Lord. Uh, we bless you. The Lord is God and he has made his light to shine upon us. With bows in hand, join us in festal procession up to the horns of the altar. And of course, some of the listeners may be familiar with the fact that in the temple, the Jewish altar had horns on it, and the uh, priests and, and, and rabbis would grab a hold of those horns and they would pray. Then finally here, verse uh, 28 and 29, you are my God and I will give you thanks. You are my God, I will exalt you. Verse 29 just repeats verse one. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His love endures forever. So, you know, there's a lot of things we could talk about, but I think it's uh, so easy when we've had a lot of bad things happen to us. You know, those of us that have have lived in an addicted lifestyle, you know, it sometimes, you know, gets to the point where we're so despairing that it seems like everything is going bad. And to kind of reshape that place of more or less feeling like a victim, that there's no one out there to help us, I think uh, psalms like this remind us that we have a lot to be thankful for. This is true. A a theme like this, what I like about this is that from time to time, I think it's important for all of us to remember our focus. This is one of those, you know, I'm a glass half full guy, okay? Mm -hmm. And and I think when our focus is, is, is one of positivity, and I always think that gratitude is a very positive thing. Right. uh, Because... 
even when things aren't necessarily going your way, it's like waking in the morning. And I have found this to be most effective for me. When I first get up in the morning, I start by thanking the Lord for the day that lies in front of me. I have no idea what's going to be coming my way, mm-hmm. but I'm grateful for it. I'm grateful for my family and for my mm-hmm. job and, and, and for all the things I'm about to experience. And and for me, it just feels like you're setting the table for a successful day. Yeah, I, I think that's right. So I think one of the assignments that uh, I frequently give out uh, for some of the men, when they come to group or when I'm working with them one-on-one, is uh, either start each day or finish each day by journaling. And in your journal, just start making a list of the things that you are grateful for. And uh, I, I guess we should also say that we're recording this show very near to Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving will be a week from tomorrow. And so it's a, an appropriate a theme for this time of year. Yeah, and, you know, I do think that one of the things that's happened to Thanksgiving is that uh, it has become a part of American tradition or United States tradition. And, you know, we all know about the pilgrims and all that kind of stuff. But when you look at what's become of so many of the holidays, it's, it, it's almost as if, you know, they are more stressful in some ways when, when what they're really, what this holiday is intended for. And, of course, the pilgrims were very Christian people uh, coming over from uh, a lot of persecutions in many cases uh, in Europe, and so they were searching for religious freedom. And uh, one of the things I note about that is that, in spite of the uh, massive amount of hardship that it was to sail away from Europe, sail to a unknown land, you know, kind of set up everything, you know, even start to raise crops, and evidently. You know, in those early days, they got some help from the Indians or the Native Americans in doing that. You know, they they took time out in this in in the midst of all of this chaos uh, to give thanks. Well, and on that note, why don't we take our break? And when we come back, uh, we'll continue our discussion on Psalm one eighteen and all the many reasons that we have to be grateful. You're listening to Dr. Mark Laser, and this is the Men of Valor program. Thy faithfulness, O God, my struggle with the use of pornography? Faithful and True is a Christian-based counseling center specializing in the treatment of sexual addiction and compulsive behavior issues. Our well-trained staff has the highest levels of clinical expertise combined with personal experience to understand and effectively treat your sexual addiction. We have a proven track record for helping men who are seeking a transformation in their lives. Our Men of Valor three-day intensive workshops led by Dr. Mark Laser and Dr. Greg Miller, are the most effective and affordable treatment program in the country. Our workshop alumni rate our workshops as life-changing. We also offer workshops for spouses and couples. If you're ready to make a change in your life and are seeking a treatment program provided by the top Christian experts in the sexual addiction field, visit us today at faithfulandtrue.com to learn more. That's FaithfulAndTrue.com. Thy hands have provided. Great is thy 
Time now for the Trigger of the Week. Well, Randy, we brought up the topic of Trigger of the Week today in our uh, Wednesday um, staff lunch. And uh, the uh, the women there, mainly Debbie, my wife, and uh, Sherry, our administrator. Uh, <laughs> uh, Those were all the women that were there, that Mark. Was, that was all that's the our women. staff. That's our staff, <laughs> the four of us. And uh, <laughs> Makes it sound like lunch is held in an auditorium with a great yeah, number of people. Yeah, we're, we're like Apple that way. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, we are grateful for our staff. You know, you know everyone is... Uh, doing their job well and we do kind of have fun at lunch talking about lots of things but so you know as you and i sometimes scratch our heads uh uh, debbie was the one that said that in group this morning she has a wednesday morning group that meets from 10 to 12. one of the wives was uh, talking about the fact that uh, she and her husband was were watching uh one of the football games you know which there are many and uh she said that she was really triggered by the fact that the uh the female uh, sideline reporters for most of these broadcast uh, groups. Uh, so in other words, there's usually a, 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 an announcer, a broadcaster like a, a Joe Buck, and then there's the, the ex-football player. The color analyst. The color analyst, mm-hmm. um, some of, uh, of whom are better than others. Uh, and then there's invariably uh, down on the sideline uh, a rather attractive, if not very attractive, female but I want our listeners to be quick. We're not criticizing them as women for their uh, sports, performance, their sports knowledge, mm-hmm. or their performance. I think a lot of them are actually quite good. Uh, what what was the trigger in this particular game was that the uh, the woman was very provocatively dressed. So it's not just a matter of the uh, cheerleaders, uh, but it's a matter that the sideline reporters, when they when they break to her. And, you know, a husband and wife in recovery are watching that. You know, it's not a particularly safe situation. Well, and this particular trigger was all that more relevant because it was coming to us from one of the spouses. One of the spouses. You know, and so usually we have our eye out for what may be triggering uh, the men in uh, in our population. And uh, and here this was one of the wives speaking up. So it it just Mm -hmm. it adds just an awful lot of validity to uh, to her point of view. Yeah. I do want to point out, by the way, we're talking about this at lunch, that uh, there are some examples counter to this. I mean, it's not that we are just saying that, you know, all of these uh, female sideline re- reporters are doing this. Uh, Sunday Night Football uh, has uh, a sideline reporter who is actually lives here in uh, the Minneapolis area. Her name is Michelle Tafoya. Mm-hmm. And while she is attractive, she's she's not one of these, you know, really dramatic types. And she is always uh, uh, very modestly dressed. She's not trying to be something that she is not. Well, Michelle has a legacy of of excellent sports reporting, uh, very likable personality, and she really knows sports. Right. Uh, you know, which mm-hmm. makes her, I think, admired by men and women alike because yeah. she's a pro's pro. Right. And, uh, you know, we're proud that she's from Minnesota. In fact, I just saw a recent article 
where people were wondering with all of her national notoriety and fame, uh, she chooses to still live in the Twin Cities. Yeah, she does. You know, she and her husband, and, and uh, I think they have... They have children. They yeah. have a couple of young children. Yeah. And, uh, and mm-hmm. that's just great. I mean, uh, Michelle's the kind of uh, person that uh, adds great quality and reputation to the Minneapolis area. Well, we got into kind of a general conversation about how hard it is in general sometimes to watch some of these football games uh, uh, for, you know, other triggers of the week like the cheerleaders, but, you know, also the uh, the violence uh, and the head traumas and the things that we're learning more about, it makes it a little difficult to. I'm not trying to discourage it. I watch football every weekend and uh, all of that, so, uh, but that is our trigger of this week, and I think it just speaks to any of our couples. If you're watching these games together, then you know, have a strategy of talking about this. Or uh, what I do is I record the games, and then you can fast forward. Fast forward through commercials and all that type of thing. Well, I think it's a good reminder for the husbands to be aware of the impressions Mm -hmm. uh, that that can... uh, uh, that can be made on their wives and being sensitive yeah. to that. I think there's a, right. a lot to be gained there. Well, let's bring our listeners back to today's subject, Mark, as we are taking a look at Psalm 118. Yeah. Give thanks to the Lord for his love endures forever. And uh, so I, I, I kind of like to return to, you know, this really uh, practical assignment that uh, involves every day uh, making a list of uh, what you're thankful for. One of the things I wonder is, uh, and I know this topic of conversation comes up uh, fairly frequently in groups, how many times when we're praying are we always asking God for something? And uh, I, I think we are doing that way too much. Not that God doesn't tell us, you know, to state our needs and to ask for what we need uh, and to cry out his name and as, as parts of Psalm 118 says, the Lord will, will answer us and uh, give us what we need and protect us from falling, protect us from our enemies. But I do also think that we don't spend enough time in our prayer life uh, giving thanks to the Lord, first of all, for you know, his enduring love, and second, for his uh, gift of his uh, Son, Jesus Christ, that provides us with uh, eternal salvation. And... Uh, uh, I think we can also uh, look at uh, some of the prayers that God has answered in our life historically, and uh, uh, we can give thanks for that. And uh, I was thinking about this because, uh, you know, I usually pray, to, you know, throughout the day at various periods, but uh, I generally pray as I lay down in bed. And, uh, you know, as our listeners already know, I mean, I'm a, uh, a diabetic and have been for 40 years, and uh, now I'm a cancer survivor, and uh, when I think about some of the things that are wrong with my body, I can get awfully discouraged, but I know that uh, one of my uh, spiritual disciplines uh, every night uh, when I'm going to bed and uh, uh, hoping to fall asleep is certainly I will thank God for another day uh, of being alive, but then <laughs> systematically lately I've been going through the various systems of my body and thanking God that they still work. <laughs> Tonight I'm going to start at my feet and, and, and work my way up. Well, you know, that's that's sometimes kind of what I do. You know, my feet are still working, my kidneys are still working, my, you know, uh, my voice is still working, my eyesight, my hearing, you know, all of that stuff. And uh, when you get through with this, you find out that the list of things that are working 
you know, uh, far exceeds, you know, some of the problems that we have. You know, but that just brings us back to your earlier point from a couple of minutes ago, Mark. Being conscious of our balance mm-hmm. of of prayer. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. is there enough Thanksgiving to yeah. to to right. uh, to balance out all of the prayer requests? Mm-hmm. Because uh, we we seem to you know before closing our our eyes to, to as you say, hopefully fall asleep, yeah. and then you're, the gratefulness of being able to wake up. The first thing to be thankful for. I did wake up the next morning. Yeah, that's right. You know, yeah. and and uh, you know, with with all of the challenges that are out there, both health wise and otherwise, mm-hmm. uh, to be grateful that you woke up uh, tomorrow morning is a great thing. But I, I think there's a tendency for us to sometimes be laser focused on what we think our needs are, or right. or what we think we are. It's usually those family issues right. that that we are most concerned of. Right. Uh, those of us with kids, we're we're constantly praying for our kids for right. a, a myriad of reasons, right. almost always justifiably. Um, yeah, but at the same time, breaking away from that and saying, "Wait, wait a second! I, I just ran through a long list of things that I am really grateful for." Right. And uh, among those things, uh, again, are your health. Your your marriage, yeah. your family, uh, the the beautiful home you live in, the the wonderful yeah. company you own, uh, the the clients that come in yeah. through the doors every day. I mean, when you stop and break it down, we just have it's almost an embarrassing riches of blessings. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you know, it sounds it's going to sound a little hokey, I think, but the listeners should understand that in the course of my life, I've had some uh, clunker cars. <laughs> my first car was a Volkswagen Beetle. And uh, how Debbie and I survived dating in that car, which was the car we dated in, I I don't know. And then I I don't know need to go into the other list, but I think of the the litany of problems I've had with cars over the years. And over the last few years, I've fortunately been able to afford, you know, good cars with good warranties that work. And I know that there are because of all that history for me. When I get in my car and I push a button on the dashboard, and the car the car just uh, Instantly starts. Instantly starts. <laughs> I say, I just, I know I say thanks, thanks be to you, God, for the fact that I have reliable transportation. So I could go on and on, but I'm just wondering as we're talking about all of these things, uh, one of the things I always enjoy is when our listeners, uh, you know, give us feedback or respond to us. And uh, uh, one of the things I'm wondering is, uh, if over the next week as we move into Thanksgiving, the listeners at whatever stage of the recovery journey they're in, they would be willing to send us in uh, just some examples of things that they're grateful for, which I think sometimes, you know, particularly in the first uh, months of recovery, uh, the average addict, the average wife doesn't always think in terms of being thankful. But as I look back now on, you know, when I got into recovery and was intervened on, at the time, the intervention was... Uh, quite stressful in terms of losing all my jobs. But but today I look back on that and say that I'm thankful for that because if it hadn't been for those people intervening on me and making sure that I got sent off to treatment, I certainly uh, wouldn't have the life I have today, wouldn't have the marriage that I have today. So I'm just challenging our recovery audience out there to think about even in recovery, uh, even with the story of uh, the infidelity are there some things um, that you're grateful for? I know that, uh, you know, some of the guys that come to group, they're sober for three months, you know, and 
I, I think that could be, you know, something to be incredibly grateful for after a lifetime of sexual sin. And if you'd like to take Mark up on this challenge, uh, you can easily share that, uh, those thoughts with us at info, I-N-F-O, at faithfulandtrue.com. Uh, it's that simple. Uh, just send us a quick email. We'd love to, uh, to see what you're grateful for. So, Mark, as we wrap up today's yeah. show, uh, and we are one week away from Thanksgiving, love that you chose this theme to share with our listeners today. And um, how would you like to best leave them today? Well, you know, as you're asking me that question, and I knew you would, I, what came to me instantly, and I, I, you know, so I'll just use it, and that is, we are grateful for all of you. We are grateful for all of you that are listening and uh, uh, find this show helpful. And there's rarely a day that goes by where we don't get some affirmation about this podcast. So it gives you and I uh, something to do on a Wednesday afternoon well, and, where we and, feel... And uh, brings us great joy. Yeah, I, um, the way that things have continued to evolve, I, yeah. you know, this was only a dream at one point when we first started out. It was yeah. a long-time dream of yours that yeah. we uh, that lo- the Lord blessed us with the means to make this uh, a reality. And now with each new group of men that come for the Men of Valor workshop, they work th- walk through that door and the number of total strangers walking up to you and me yeah. and saying, it is so fun to put a face with the voice that I've been listening to. Yeah. And this uh, this podcast is powerful for both myself and my wife uh, as we are walking this journey of recovery together. Yeah, that's right. So all of you listeners, we're grateful for you. And uh, start making your list every day and uh, send us some examples and uh, we'll use them on the air. So uh, have a great Thanksgiving, everybody. You have been listening to Dr. Mark Laser. I'm Randy Everett, your co-host. And once again, as always, we thank you for listening. We hope that this coming week is going to be a week that continues to be full of many blessings and great vision. You've been listening to the Men of Valor program with Dr. Mark Laser. For information about this program or to learn more about Faithful and True, visit us at faithfulandtrue.com. That's faithfulandtrue.com.